Welcome, dear readers, to Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. This week's book is Magic Net by John DeChancey. I thought for a second it would be John DeLancey, which would have absolutely delighted me. John DeLancey? Where do we know him from? Oh, Q from Star Trek oh, Next Generation. Right. I, that would have been interesting and not exactly the book I would expect from him. Something like Famous Mariachi Band Through the Ages or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds wonderful. That is indeed how I remember the fantastic character Q from Star Trek The Next Generation, where he finally finds himself at the mercy of powers greater than himself. He's brought down low and needs the help of the, the Starship Enterprise, whom he's tormented, uh, until finally he is, he is saved and shows his gratitude by showing up on the bridge with yes. a mariachi band well, and yes. just partying. I distinctly remember that scene from the series. So. It's so, it's so good. But Magic Net by John the Chansey or Chansey. I mean, before we get into the, the review of the book, I kind of have to check in with you, Kay, because yeah. I haven't seen hide nor hair or feather, as the case may be, of the Veliveraptors in several weeks. Oh, dear. I've been um, so captivated. Uh, I've been bears. so dis- yes, I've been so distracted with with the prank war, the rather one-sided, mm. super asymmetrical prank war yes. that the bears or uh, according to your theory, I'm just catching all the readers up on the unnecessary lore that sprung up about this literary review podcast. Your your hypothesis that instead of one bear stealing my pro or anti bear suit was actually four raccoons which, in a bear suit, in a, or now, now in a anti bear suit. But yes, it, it depends on what they're going to be used for. Right. Well, you wanted to to mingle safely with the bears, I suppose. Yeah. So that's that kind the, of a, the a pro bear yes. suit. Like I didn't want to harm the bears until they started fucking with me and uh, right. I nearly married one. So I, I did notice that the bear rug has been missing from the reading room in front of the fireplace. So if you oh. actually see a big bear shambling around, it might be those four raccoons in your suit covered by a bear rug, which that is like... is horrifying and wonderful. They, Can you imagine, like, the, the system of pulleys that they have to have inside while they're, while they're standing on each other's shoulders well, and, and uh, operating suppose, like pulleys and levers? The, the, and, well, the suit's supposed to be, like, augmenting, clever, like, yeah. uh, moving also. So I guess they kind of have to hold on to each other, one down each leg, one in the torso, and one on top, too, or and, something and like just, that. And just Voltron around in yes. this, oh, those clever raccoons. It was a very nice rug. It's been there for a while. I mean, it's been a little bit threadmare. So, yeah, if you do see a bear yes. shambling around... And it's a thread bear, you said? Well, check it around the back and see if it's got a big bald patch on its left butt cheek. Because yes. that's where I used to put my feet when I was sitting in front of the fireplace. So if that's it, you know that it's four raccoons in a bear suit. If not, it's a real bear and it's probably going to be slightly pissed off at you for inappropriate action. But, you know, it's a risk you'll have to take. Um, honestly... I'm very, very worried about these, about the Veliboraptors, because I made them their, uh, their essentially sort of uh, flight training habit trail mm-hmm. along the roofs of the bookcases and the network of ladders, and they were tremendously enjoying themselves up there and practicing their flying and getting some flaps in. Yes. And I've just been so distracted since, uh, probably Maybe. since about the medicine lodge. Could they fly off? Do, Have they do you think to that the they... nesting grounds? Ah, nesting grounds. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting somewhere. So I've never been present for their mating season. So mm. do they have nesting grounds that I should know about? Well, they have nesting grounds. <laughs> to be honest, I never really paid that much attention to them in the past. Certainly not enough to, to discern any migratory patterns or anything like that. Right. But, okay. So there's, I've never found any of their nests either. So I assume they have mating grounds or that does make breeding sense, grounds yeah. where they have their like fields of nests somewhere. All um, right. 
Well, I do remember by now, probably about 44 episodes ago, you asking me to perhaps start a journal and record right. some of the, the data that I, was, that I was learning about these uh, about the flora these creatures. and fauna in the library. Yes. Yeah, so I think maybe that's, that's something I ought to, I ought to start yes. doing and, and go on a quest. Oh, I love quests. To find the secret nesting grounds. Shall call you Kakineus? No, Linnaeus? No, no, no. no Kakineus no. kind of works. Okay. Kind of works. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, I'm kind of excited about that, honestly, because I've got my little tweet romper and I can yes. uh, 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 accentuate that with like a little pith helmet uh, and be like a build you a um, <gasps> a little cart out of yes stuff and uh, some stuff, wheels yeah. and then and like stuff we call it wheels, the yep. beagle to three or something like that yes so. yes 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 and then you can go on your exploratory journey of the various reaches of the library oh oh this is so exciting Kay well here's hoping that the libraptors are okay and that I find them soon on my on my travels as I uh, uh, embark on a new phase of my journey your librarian who knows? who knows there might even be Velibraptor chicks oh Velibraptor links oh yes. that'd be adorable I should be a very good uncle if I do encounter little any nib- little nibblers yeah yeah Oh, I wonder what they eat. I'll find out. Your I'll find toes, out. Probably. Yes, yes. That's that's fine. That's just cute, adorable, variable laughterling. Gosh, I was going to say, you might want to bring some bookworm cores for them to, like, kind of like, like, see if they <gasps> oh, can... Oh, that's like, a great idea, Oh, you let's okay. pellet. I mean, I'm sure they'd be able to, like... <laughs> yeah, I'd actually appreciate that, because Guinevere was always much better at hunting the bookworms than, than I was. I was much better as bait. To each their own. Speaking of which, what do we have in store for our readers this week? Right. Uh, the book is, as we said... Uh, <laughs> as, as, we, as, as we both remember... As, I, as soon as, like... Ah. So, the book is Magic Net. Uh, oh, the Chauncey. Yes, cross the... The borders of reality into a new dimension, a computer-generated nightmare you will never forget. That's at least that's what it says on the front cover. Which has, once again, a lot going oh, on. Oh, yes, it is amazing. In 1984, a dashing yuppie has bought the first Macintosh computer and is shanghaied into the desktop wars against an ancient digital evil by a cyber goddess from the future who's literally hell-bent on bringing forth the great virtualization. What a fantastic setup! Like... There's so much to it, and so and and so there is to the cover of of Magic mm. Net by John Deschamps. The most prominent feature that actually took me a little while to, to figure out is an is an actual like web of energy. Yes, it's it's, it's depicted as a spider web here. Yeah. So and why isn't it called Magic Web? Oh well, maybe yeah, there was some... web. The net. I mean, yeah, the, the net yeah. was what it was originally more called. The web didn't come until like you know 1995. Yes, exactly. After uh, uh, Sir Tim Berners Lee developed yes. HTML. And yeah. And everything became the web. And now it's like the web is contracting again and it's becoming the Google. Have you you installed the Google? It's in my favorites bar next to website.com. Google seems to be like trying to discourage the use of URLs now. It's hiding them from their search results and it's like basically trying to like, oh, don't don't use that like navigation bar. Just like type it into Google. (laughs) Into the Google, yeah. Well, it's sort of returning to the roots of the web with services like AOL and CompuServe where at a time when, when most places if they even had a domain name, there, there was no way to like search or index them other than, than web yeah. rings, for example. Well, AOL was the, one of the first examples of people trying to keep them in their own walled garden. And you can search for keywords that are pre-indexed. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we have our titular yuppie. Yes. Well, it's not titular, but yeah. Uh, Bradley Pitt. Bradley Pitt, yes. Where is, uh, he's got his beautiful little uh, uh, Apple II, I think it is. No, it's a Macintosh, not an Apple II. Yeah, it? yeah, it's very much a Macintosh. It's the very first Macintosh. Yes, and he's got his uh, bad dragon modem next to it. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
with the uh, with the fantastic sort of Tesla coils that uh, that came with it for decorative and perhaps nipple stimulating purposes. Who's to say? Well, it, it does have some violet wand like properties. By the yeah, looks right. Of it. And, and the electricity sparking off that sort of blends into the into uh, the, ne- the net. into the energy yes. net. Yeah. So I think the big brainial critter, I suppose we can call it. Oh I'm yeah, sure it's got the, 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 the huge brain lobes there. I think that might be the evil in the synopsis. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a it's a it's a vast and ancient creature with many hooked teeth and well, and, and especially fierce. I was going to say something about those teeth. Yes, yeah, they're super it, weird. It's got like teeth which kind of like fork out yes i noticed that i think it's an allegation to the original fork viruses and worms you know the the i don't know what that means uh, in, in computing, uh, yeah. basically a process can fork itself by basically split, splitting off a clone of itself. And uh, oh, and uh, one does one thing, and the other one does the other thing, and they both, they do, both it at the do the same time. Or they both do the same thing, and yeah. they just like keep increasing their. Uh, uh, Find a penny, pick it up, double it, double it again, and you do that twenty-five more times, and you're a millionaire. Isn't that the grain on the chessboard thing? One grain of grass oh, on, yes. the, uh, on the first square, two on the second. Uh, four on the third, etc., etc. Yeah, and I before, you, before you're into row four, you already have more rice than is like present on the planet, or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. It's, Compound it's, interest, especially, is yeah. uh, so it's got. It's actually got rather fetching uh, uh, lips. It's got. It uh, I mean, the lips have are kind like, of curious. It does, it does have those wax lip red. Yes, it's like yeah, it's just very... like proto duck face with, with, with like horrible teeth. <laughs> Oh, and for the readers of home, if you look down at your podcasting device, you should should be seeing the cover of today's book. And if not, you can check the show notes for an image or a link, or you can check us out on covermyasscast.com, where we've posted it, uh, uh, or even on our Twitter, Cover My Asscast. Yeah, and it's got like this weird little unicorn tooth. On I noticed the lip. that as well. It's got a little like it's asymmetrical between its between its cute little nostrils and the and the horals above. It's got it's got a little it's got a little pokey and, bit. Yeah, and it's got a little little, little luck dragon beard. Going Going down in yes. the front, and there's like some huge more forks in the, in the teeth there. And in the back, there's like legs, or I don't know if that's legs or. And the claws have like pincers. And the face is desperately trying not to look too much like a predator, a, predator, yeah, a yaucha. Yeah, yeah. Because like, it's got the it's got the thick mascara, and it's got, and it's got clawed sideburns or and whatever the one wild you, hair, the, the what you want to call it. It doesn't have hair. Yeah, where? Yeah, look, look at the head. Where? What? Yeah, all the black stuff. Oh yeah. Right, I, I thought that right? was just like, oh, oh, you're right. There is a whole mane on. The- There's a whole oh, mane, yeah. and some of it's red. Like all of that's oh, part yeah, of the yeah, part yeah. of the creature. No, I see. Yes, yes. So I this see, is yeah. just a, a fantastic like metal hair band. This this is a glam digital ancient evil. Yes, Princess Leia in the front gown, who is I guess is the, oh, the Leia. Look at her outfit. Like she's Bad she's off. Indian or Persian or Near East Asian in her in her outfit. Yes, she's, I agree. There's not absolutely n- splendid. Not enough spirals on the uh, bustier. <laughs> she reminded me of a not warrior goddesses. What a, what is it? One of the uh, uh, yeah, one of the activist princesses from like the back of a Gita. Or it's like one of those one of those thousand hand dance. Uh... That's just in pictures. Oh, is it? Do you know what that's about? Shiva. Yeah, Shiva's one of them. Yeah. But there is a pictorial tradition, a Hindu pictorial tradition, that what the god is about is illustrated by what they are holding. Oh, okay. And, like, Shiva stands for multiple things, so she has to be holding, she, he has to be holding multiple things, and so she needs more hands than just a regular two in order to okay. be able to hold equally, uh, like, birth, destruction. Oh. I'm not super familiar with all of them. But, like, no. each of them stands for an aspect uh, of the divine creature, and they have to hold hold them all, so they need to be yeah. shown having multiple hands. Okay. I but mean, that's I, just a picture. That's yeah. just, a, like, a, a, a diagram. But what about uh, Gotlag Ganesh, then, who was definitely... 
definitely it was always like depicted within having an elephant's head. Yeah, oh. Ganesha came to Earth as, a, as, a, as an elephant. I Could, suppose that's the story. Yeah. And as a, a, a man and as a woman, like reincarnation was not just for, for humans. The gods could enter the mortal plane in the guise of a creature, much like Zeus. You know, yes. he was a bull and he was a, a, a swan mm. and, uh, and, and various other things, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, had this cart drawn by mice and he came, fell off the road, I believe, and he broke his tusk. And, there are so many stories. They're threw, so cool. He threw though. it into the sky in anger and that's where the crescent moon comes from or something. Oh, that's, that's a wonderful yeah, that's story. That's why he's like always depicted with one tusk or one broken oh, tusk. Oh, is that yes. it? I have so much to learn. There is such a wealth of gods in the Hindu pantheon. Uh, yes. And like, then some. Pokemon eat your heart out. Got to catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, uh, yes. The Hindus were way ahead of you, but of course, I don't. I don't have enough cultural knowledge to be able to distinguish like a, a, a Hindi or Sanskrit tradition princess, especially not through the eyes of a illustrator. This cover definitely Lancelot Wuthering the second. I mean, he must have been on something. I'm not sure if it's ketamine or LSD. Well, not LSD. Probably not LSD. Yeah. It wouldn't have been so coherent if it was LSD. I mean, considering the habits of Bradley Pitt, the putative hero of this of this story uh, it's probably good old-fashioned cocaine well that makes you do things marching yeah. up and down the stairs doing things yeah the the, the stuff's bad it is, news it is very much 80s so uh, yeah i like how the goddess what was she called again she's only referred to as the governess the governess that's right i always i kind of imagined that she'd be called mary then mary that's, yeah, that's, you know, that's very mary, bi- very mary biblical Poppins. you have a good point here because that actually brings it back to the os wars mentioned in the uh, yes blurb. yes the desktop wars yes. everybody knows mac os yeah, yeah windows yeah. based on dos uh, os2 which was like you know ibm's attempt to think but one thing that people often forget is temple os oh yeah um, i i saw the reference i didn't get it i'm loath to use the term but basically a religious fruitcake who decided mm. that he got visited by god who told him to write an operating system oh my goodness and that divinity should be expressed through the operating system oh my goodness that's and amazing it actually re- uh, received good criticism you know it had its own flight simulator and other stuff and it's like it worked not many people heard of it not even well, fewer was people this used a, it was this a mormon person by any chance i don't think it was well uh, okay because because utah uh, in particular salt lake city suppose, was, yeah. was very important in the in the 80s for software like word perfect came uh, came out yes, of there they don't have any particular qualms against technology no certainly not but they certainly had advantages in in creating business software because the 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 mormon faith requires missionary work Yes. which involves often international travel mm. for a year or two. And so the Mormon schools have excellent language faculties. And oh. Salt Lake City is riddled with skilled bilinguals. And so it was fairly easy for all this software to be internationalized. Yeah, the internationalization would because be very easy. Because you would have locally just a 30-something who spoke Dutch as well as, uh, as, well as English and could yeah. translate it competently. Yeah. And, and Farsi and Hebrew and Lebanese and, and various dialects of Chinese. And yet they got swept under the rug through the Microsoft hegemony. Yeah, so we see Bradley Pitt. Now, that's a name that... Is, is is pretty pedestrian in 1984, but I'm sure that as he ages, he'll... Try to shorten it? I mean, he probably won't be mistaken for the actual Brad Pitt that becomes a sex symbol in the 90s, but... Yeah, uh, well, hey. he was a bit of a late bloomer. We see him visiting his drug dealer and and, and, and colleague, Leopold DiCaprio, and bragging about... Uh, his new this, computer. He bought the very first Macintosh computer that's just been released, but not the very first sold in stores. The actual very first that was displayed by Steve Jobs. Oh, 
Yeah. How did he get his hands on that? He won't say. I mean, Leo Leopold is very, very curious. How did yeah. you get your hands on that? But uh, uh, Bradley Pitt isn't uh, isn't telling. But yes, it's the actual one that that Steve Jobs, before he had his black turtleneck uniform, he had a, he had a bow tie and a regular uh, oh, and, a, and a jacket sorry. and a shirt. Yeah, it was the one that he had on stage in like a leather valise that he unzipped. Yeah. and lifted out. I would have thought that Wozniak would have made off of that. He appears later in the book, uh, doesn't he? Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves here, doesn't shall we? He? Do I have notes? I actually don't have a note for oh, him, so maybe he doesn't oh, show up. Enough. We'll see. So, yes, uh, bragging, uh, bragging about his new purchase and how he's, like, all the things he can do with it and how he can manage all his household finances on it. And, uh, and he's going to take it into work and he's going to astound the other, the other urban professionals at his, at his office. He's got a second valise for the modem, which is like 300 baht. And you can just like put the put the horn of them from the phone on it, and you can and you can jack on yes. as he calls it, yes, like, and then jack off when you're done with well, the with the call. Back then, like there were a few people with pixelation fetishes, but yeah, and they had just the greatest time. I mean, all of this was one bit color; it was black and white. It was like three hundred and twenty by two forty pixels tops. Like everything was super pixelated. Everything was was great. Grayscale yet? No, no, no. no. Oh, this no. thing had 128 kilobytes of RAM. Oh, yeah, that was barely more than a uh, Commodore 64. It, it, it was an incredible revolution. In user friendliness is kind of underselling it, like user comprehension. It used the desktop metaphor mm-hmm. with files and folders and windows that you could move which, around. Which admittedly they, they nicked from Xerox. Yes, from the Xerox Park uh, Research Center, where uh, Steve Jobs famously once got a tour and was shown their experiments with the desktop metaphor and, mm. the, and the graphical user interface. And the which, mouse, I believe they had there. The yeah, of Xerox, isn't it? I once read an interview of the the vision that the original inventor of the mouse had, mm-hmm. where it was a multi multi-button device which you'd hold in one hand and there was another multi-button like keypad in the other and through cording through oh. memorizing the chords of yeah. various combinations you could do you could do everything and you could move your cursor around and you could do everything without ever releasing it makes sense but not people many people have the, the Nobody, ability yeah. to to learn that or the desire to learn that kind of thing yes exactly so after mouthing off to leopold and he sits at his desk for a bit and he pours himself a little cabernet and uh, decides to have a good old time with his new computer and that's when he yeah weird things start happening to his machine yeah it's, like, the, it's a new floppy disk in that uh, leopold three and a quarter inch 400 kilobytes yes and uh, suddenly he gets this weird message that screnta now owns his computer screnta yeah i was i, I think, was I think that's the, kind of confused about that well it's it's clearly the ancient monster from uh, digital history but i mean at first he wonders like where did this come from and he goes like well it wasn't here yesterday and then it's like it's now what have i done differently oh it's just like it's this disk but uh, no, something like this couldn't happen there's nothing on this disk which could, He'd never heard of viruses. No, exactly. That's the thing. Nobody had. Clearly, this got on somewhere. And yeah, his computer gets taken over by this evil... What yeah. Call it? Now, yeah. Of, course, of course, we have seen the cover. So we associated with this right. with this huge fork-toothed ancient horror. But of course, he just, he just sees some pixels fritzing on his black and white screen. Like it's not, it's not it's terribly... cryptic messages about the world being one and centrally organized. And, and jack on. Jack, jack on, on and never jack off. Jack on oh. and never jack off is what Scrinto says over oh, and over yeah, and over that again. Sounds and like, oh. 
and he we see we see our hero Bradley Pitt like almost almost hypnotized and we see him picking up his phone and holding it over the receiver of the of, of the modem still sticking it out of little yeah. leather and, and, and the modem is still screaming at it and there's like these little lightning bolts coming it's trying to so pull dramatic. it back pull it back to the cradle Into the receiver until yes. until finally like the spell is broken when the phone impossibly rings he's holding the receiver in his mm. hand and it rings and he and he puts it to his ear because obviously that's what you do as a as yeah, a person because in you the don't 80s. want lightning zapping into your ears but i guess like the immediate reflex is like to hold it up to your ear and go like yes hello and a sultry do you know why they say hello by the way because hey, was, hey, because hey ho ho or hey hey or what is it? ahoy hoy ahoy was the alternative was like, yes like there was an actual contest when when mr graham bell patented the phone or it's, whoever however that story went what should we say when we pick up the phone and so it was Ahoy Hoy was one of the uh, uh, options or, yes. or Hello, which was a variant on Hello, which is what you said, like, in surprise. Oh, Hello. Yes. And of course, there's the Japanese Moshi Moshi. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, I wonder. And then there was, like, the uh, the infamous lady somewhere in the United States who refused to answer the phone with Hello. Uh, and because it had the word Hell in it. It was Heaveno. Heaveno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he picks up the phone and the and the thunder dies down as a, 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 a Scrento sees the chance of an easy victory dissolved for his eyes and he hears a sultry woman's voice telling him, Bradley Pitt, you're my only hope. You have to follow these instructions very carefully. To save us, yes. to save yourselves, to avert the catastrophe that's happening. Make sure that the hegemony does not get overthrown. Yes, exactly. All of that. All of that. And you must and you must perform these eighteen labors. It was a it was a long-ass book. You must seek out Kim.org. <laughs> yeah. uh, which turns out not to be very, very difficult. Like, the, the, the very first person that he asked him, do you know Do you know someone called Kim.org? He asks Leopold DiCaprio, and he says, yeah, that's my supplier. Yeah, well, someone has got to do it. Yeah. yeah. It's like... Kim.org is just rolling in cocaine. He has all the... Oh, yes. That's that's what he was like. What did, he, what did you think he had? I, I thought he had like data and files, but... Yeah, like, that too. Yeah, cocaine is like seems to be more of an 80s thing, yes. We see him like cutting lines of cocaine with floppy disk, which they're not very good at, <laughs> let me tell you. It's like it's mostly that your drive gets like bit, bits of cocaine stuck between the drive head. And oh, yeah. The, yeah. Drive crashes. And it's crazy. Those. Isn't cocaine like a monomolecular powder? Is it? As in, yeah, like oh. in every moat of of cocaine is a molecule of cocaine, whatever the fuck. Like, I don't, it's even organic. It comes from coca leaves, so I'd assume so. This first of his eighteen labors, finding Kim.org is is relatively easy. Now, it doesn't it doesn't help him get any uh, new software for his computer, but it does no. help him get a lot of cocaine. I mean, I'd make sure that he can keep going all through the night. Yeah, exactly. All through the night, <laughs> and at wholesale prices, much to Leopold uh, uh, DiCaprio's. Uh, chagrin. Well, yeah, he gets cut out. But it's a theme that comes back in the book later, especially when our governess keeps trying to push him to move uh, against the... Um... The Steves of power. Ah, yes. The famous Steves, uh, uh, Steve Jobs, uh, Steve Wozniak, Steve Ballmer. Uh, in his own way, Steven Spielberg, uh, Steven Seagal. Like, these are oh, these are Steves yes. in, in very different aspects of, of, of human culture who were dominating the 80s. Can we name any more Steve McQueen? Is he uh, he's not really an 80s character, Not anymore. He? No, mm. he was on the way out. No, I'm kind of running out of Steves. Yeah. It seemed like there was a lot of 80s Steves, but then you get there, and uh, there's just the examples that, that convince you there was maybe a lot of 80s Steves. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, it's like everybody has at least three mates who know who are called Chris. Yes, and two of them were best friends for a while, in my well, case, so that was confusing. Nothing wrong, nothing wrong with that. No, but then we wind up never calling either of them Chris. The, the weirdest one I have, like, I don't have a common first name, you know, Arnaud. No. But I did once have 
a friend who was also living at university who also was called Arnold, and he had a flatmate who was also called Arnold. Oh, no. So I, I literally had this, like, call his flat. Go like, hi, Arnold. It's Arnold. Can I still talk to Arnold? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and you which, weren't even on cocaine. Uh, unlike uh, our um, friend uh, Bradley here, who does, in fact, do mountains of cocaine. It helps him stay awake as he's, as he's driving through the nighttime city to try and, and confront as many steves of power as he's, as he's able to. It turns into a bit of a Scott Pilgrim thing, where yeah. he has to defeat the seven steves. Oh, oh that's a really good point. It's almost, like a, it's almost like a video game, and they're the, the bosses, so... Yeah, he has to he has to fight Steve Jobs with his uh, with his katana, and Steve Ballmer has uh, uh, obviously he has to do a monkey dance off yes, against Steve Ballmer. Yes. <laughs> that reminded me very much of uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, Donkey Kong. Not so many flaming barrels. He did have the chairs that he liked to throw around the room in a tantrum, yelling "Developers! Developers! Developers!" <laughs> And of course, the more martial the battle fight, of the, wits with, with Steve Wozniak, the, oh, the, the philosopher, yes. who, the, with whom he was uh, uh, trapped in a, in, a, in a mind battle on the astral plane. Right? Yeah. The, who, who's going to do the tainted cocaine? It's like one yeah. of these one of these batches of cocaine has been tainted with uh, uh, anthrax virus uh, seeds. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, which one do you? Which line do you snort? Well, clearly, <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah. take that line because you know that I would take that line. Yeah. Steve Wozniak, Sicilian. <laughs> Uh, but he hadn't counted on the fact that Bradley Pitts has, in fact, been snorting small anthrax. doses of, of anthrax cocaine powder, so he can actually take I mean, a big hit. I mean, it's only until he got uh, past uh, Leopold that he got the pure stuff. Hey, Leopold and I'd like to cut it up a little bit. He called it Daddy's Little Helper, and then Bradley Pitt goes, you keep using that word. I do not think it means what, what you think, think it means. does. <laughs> I mean, he has to find out where this uh, Scrento came from. Scrento, sorry, Screnta came from. Uh, and it, uh, it turns out that someone had uh, written a, a cuneiform protovirus, and some scholar had been like coding that into his computer, yes. registering into his computer, which basically turned the machine into a into a virus, which started replicating itself through various disks. I thought this was so cool. It reminded me of Snow Crash and the and the, and the Namshub. That's the one. Yes. Yeah, which is such a such a cool concept. There was an episode I'm just remembering of Buffy that was about this, where oh. a, where a, a, an ancient tome is uh, digitized and then. Became Becomes a computer virus, oh, yeah. a computer demon. The, the concept clearly occurred to various different writers at various different yeah. times. Let's, assume, let's be generous and assume they weren't stealing from each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were all inspired by the same source. So our hero Bradley Pitt, still still high on cocaine and deliriously driving through the the nighttime streets, finds his way to the Xerox Park graveyard uh-huh. of of innovation, which is now this this electrified landscape of thunder and lightning and green sparks as magic emanates from it ozone uh, seeping out from the building from the, the gates of bill, bill. <laughs> from the gates of bill yes that is correct yes that leads to the uh, geo undercity uh-huh. from which future y2k horrors are are clawing their way into our world right yes once you pass through the gates of bill you have been submitted to the vendor lock-in and you cannot come back out again. <laughs> yeah uh, now, of course, he has the the good fortune of being the owner of the very, very first Macintosh. Yes. So, the vendor lock-in that will occur with uh, with Mac in the future has not yet uh, occurred. So he is relatively free to be an agent of the governess mm-hmm. in this world where IBM and Microsoft are already clawing their way to dominance. IBM, more on the hardware front, and not I mean, their software exploits were a little bit weak, to say the least. They did try it with, OS two, but they got proficiently stabbed in the back by, by Microsoft. Microsoft yes. Who then? Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, speaking of stabbed in the back, like we're we're led to believe that this is uh, uh, this is quite a coup and quite a success for Bradley Pitt as he as he arrived. But unfortunately, it turns out that several of his friends, also fellow yuppies who also bought Macintoshes, who were also uh, affected by Scrinta, mm-hmm. uh, are already there and under the the ancient evil's thrall. So he meets Matt Damon, yes, and Claudine Schiffer. Uh, and Angela Jolie is is someone that mm-hmm. he meets, and even Gwendolyn Stefani. Like all uh, of his all of his best friends uh, are under the thrall of Screnta. And what's he going to yes. do? Of course, uh, Screnta is rapidly trying to drive everybody in the Geo Undercity towards the uh, Singularity, trying to force everybody into the uh, ultimate vendor lock-in and uh, place them under a central system. Whereas um, the governess is clearly a- aiming to be the first cloud entity and trying to network yes. everything together. Yes, because she is a cyber goddess from the future. She comes from a realm where we are liberated from the strictures of, of hardware. But, you know, the cloud is just a different word for someone else's computer. Yeah, but of course, our heroes at this time, Floyd Blankenbolt uh, and Bradley Pitt don't know that. Uh, uh, it is to them that she reveals that she uh, has travelled to the past via the descendant of the operating that system that they're using. Their macOS will once give birth to macOS Leopard, mm-hmm. a ferocious beast that is empowered with a time machine feature yeah. that allowed her to travel back in time. time and through the combined efforts of Bradley Pitt and Floyd Blankenship they're able to trap Screnta in a webbering prison being forced to circle around and round and round and follow links until well let's not yeah. get ahead of ourselves again spoiler alert <laughs> until the webbering breaks but and there they leave behind Screnta circling this endless webbering over and over again while the world moves on without him. At least for a little while, a better time yeah. is in our future, is in their future. But on this day, uh, uh, Gwendolyn Stefani and Angela Jolie and, and Leopold DiCaprio, gosh, these names, Matt Damon, Damon. Uh, and, 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 and Claudine Schiffer are all released from the spell and with Bradley's pockets full of cocaine, have themselves a, a good old And allowed to make their own desktop choices again. Yeah. Whether or not they want, which operating system they want to run if they want to like someone who might have even moved towards Linux. Was that a thing yet in the 80s? Maybe one of them would later... I mean, Windows uh, wasn't really a thing in the 80s either, so don't worry about that. 1984. 1984, there wasn't Windows. Pretty sure there wasn't. Okay. No, pretty sure there wasn't. No. Mm. Oh, now you're doing my thing. Mm. Where I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of character. Okay, so we're both out of character talking about it. I've got to say, the imagery sort of reminded me of, I guess, Stonehenge. As they, as they described right. yes, the, the, the Xerox the, Park complex as yes. this. I mean, the tower computers. And the columns the, of, the central, of green light deck, now yeah. transitioning to, to a warm orange. That was just the machines being on fire, but, you know, still. Yeah, it's, well, it's still pretty. And when you're on cocaine, apparently, yeah. that's, something, that's something probably enjoyable. So... How are we going to rate this book? I think we've already done bits out of bytes. We've we? done tons of bits out of bytes. Yeah, we had the we like... had the Amish. Uh, uh, okay, of... out of a modem bouts. Oh, bouts good. Bout rates. So how far did that actually go? Like, I think I think at the 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 fifty k six. There might have been a few modems that went over fifty six k six, but I don't think many of them saw general use. And we have options starting at about three hundred bout is three hundred kilobits per yeah. second, right? Up to fifty six k six. Fifty six k six at. And at factor two increments. I'd give it a solid 24k4 at that point. That wasn't one. It was wasn't 28k8. It? 28k, sorry, that was right. right. Yes. Yeah, no, you could, sorry. No, no, far be it for me to argue with you. You had the one 24k4 modem that couldn't communicate with anything. I, w- I was wondering why I had such shit. Kind of... Actually, I was, very, I was very lucky. Like back in the mid 90s, I already had a uh, uh, Ethernet line in my into my student oh, apartment. Wow. 
Yeah, the university was really far ahead of its time. Oh, luxury. Luxury, mate. Absolutely luxury. Like, it was a 100 megabit connection for the entire student body. But mid-90s... But nobody knew about it. Well, all all the computers. Only the students did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was very damn sweet. Also, that, like, that university network was pretty much the biggest wear site on the internet yeah, at that point. Yeah, that's kind of how it, yeah. Yeah, it's like you could literally get pretty much anything you wanted there. It's like, oh. Yeah, a lot of the cool stuff happened at universities. Some some well, art archives that one may or may not be familiar with <laughs> were uh, in some yes. Swedish university. And, ah, yes, Lynch shopping, if I'm not mistaken. Well, <laughs> yeah, so I thought I thought it was a very good book, this, this, this Magic Net. Good enough that... 24K4. 24K6. <laughs> and now, hey, for bonus points, do the impersonation of your modem. Oh, God. Of your modem handshaking signal. <laughs> yes! Yes! I'm so excited! <laughs> I'm already getting a hard on. <laughs> it's especially like that initial signal. <laughs> Oh, we have a we have a mutual friend out in uh, in Hawaii these days, I yep. believe, who once worked at a very early internet provider's help desk. Mm-hmm. He had a woman on the line who said, "Oh, I can't log into the internet." Well, ma'am, we want to help you out with that. Uh, now, could you please? And then he hears this telltale sound, yeah. and he goes, oh, "Oh, wait, no, you you shouldn't log in yet." And he says, "What? What? I'm not logging in. No, I can hear the sound of your modem. My modem. Oh no, dear, that's my parrot." yes the parrot just went ahead and learned the uh, oh okay Uh, And speaking of handshaking, if you want to get in touch with us, please come by CoverMyAskCast.com. You can find us on Twitter at CoverMyAskCast. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a suggestion for a book, there's a a handy form on the website. But you can also just send it to us at CoverMyAskCast at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. Now, what do we have in store for our readers next week? Next week's book is by Drew Bledsill. It's not going to get better when you grow up. No! (laughs) I guess that about that about covers it thank you for joining us at Cover My Ass where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly my name is Kathleen and I'm Kay and remember we only judge a book by its cover (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be audio hell